0: Welcome to On Tuesdays We Co-Work, where I am co-working my way around London with my partner in crime, Home Slice, Boss Babe.
1: I think we get it, can we crack on? <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back on Tuesdays We Co-Work. Leela, how are you? I'm good,
0: how are you? I'm good, thank you. I remember last week, or maybe it was even the week before, we were talking about the lessons that we learned in the last oh, yeah. six months. And we spoke about, well, I know one of mine was treating work like a business mm. and not being afraid to free up my time. Yeah. And that was a real, like, even saying that made me kind of tell myself again.
1: Like, it was a real realisation moment. It's kind of the the difference between being productive and not busy. Yes. So and what, I, what your aim is, yeah.
0: On the Get Up and Grow Girl Instagram account motivation Tuesday motivation Mm. Monday motivation I love them so much did you see the one today that said hustle crossed out yeah I know so that's the same sort of point really and in that same breath we were discussing how I've implemented some automation into Mm. my business and how if I'm really honest with myself I didn't do it for much longer than I should have yeah I put it off for a long time Mm. because it was stroking my ego to be so busy and that by automating my business, it was almost like saying, one, I was a bit like, oh, I'm not going to be as busy. I feel like I'm not as valuable mm. or I'm not as good at my business. Yeah.
1: Because
0: sometimes you can be like, oh, my business is doing really well because I'm really busy. Yeah. and that not That's not necessarily even linked to how many clients mm. you have or how much income you make, yeah. but how many jobs you create for yourself. And then two was that I value, and I know you feel strongly about this too, value the quality of my service on how much,
1: how personal I make it. And yeah, how, I think... I think when you're a small business, you one of your main starting uh, UPS is um being so personal and USP. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, you can see my face there for a whole minute like yeah, because that? even though like I was thinking <laughs> think USP and I for some some reason UPS is delivery. I know, <laughs> <delivering>. <laughs> But yeah, so the unique selling point if logistics uh, just to <laughs> be <laughs> <laughs> exact. Um yeah, so I think you know everyone kind of pride themselves one off their USB being personalized, being directly in touch with the customer and giving them a an A to Z unique customized customized service. Yeah. And you know, having that coming to that point in your business when you feel that you know, you don't feel big enough to automize things. And, you know, I'm not those big brands. I don't have that many employees. What well, you know, I don't want to show off with having um, these automised situations. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to lose that touch because that's why I pride myself on. But also you feel that you just can't, you know, you can't go any longer in the way you were because literally yeah. just you have five days of the week to, yeah.
0: to, to make I, everything work I would argue that even before that point if, if in hindsight you don't even need to because I think I used to think that and I used to think I need to wait until I'm absolutely at mm. the point where I cannot take on any more yeah. clients to do that and it's almost like we kind of imposter syndrome we say like oh I'm not there yet I'm not there yet yeah but actually it, it's about creating space to be there Mm. And when I think back to I was thinking, reflecting on this a lot with the, obviously the recent yeah. like the award and everything about how I jumped onto rent in the gym paying rent and not doing any hours there sooner than I needed to like I wasn't so oversubscribed when I did that that I had to do it. I decided I want the extra time
1: yeah
0: because I want to treat my life like a business and I want the time to reinvest but it but it was a very bold decision and one that mm. I wasn't ready to take probably, in the state I was in my business, but now, I think that, it's not even about what activities I was doing, but just having the mental space, Yeah, helped me come up with the ideas, the podcast wasn't even a thing mm. back then, all of this other stuff, the strategy that I wanted to, just having the time to even figure out who I was, and what I wanted to present, so, I would say that, you know, obviously there's a difference between when you completely don't need any automation, mm. but... Maybe a little bit before you but, think you need it. But but no, you...
1: I, I completely agree with you. I think you should, stru- you know, first less, fair enough, do a year or so, while while you find your tone, why you know, because all, I think the the automation is perfect when you know what you're selling, you know how you're talking, and you know who you're talking to. So such a valid point. Yeah. So once you have that roughly figured out. I think, even if you freeze up two days a week for you, and it means that you only technically working three days a week Mm -hmm. in hours, and you would have two days of like, oh, I'm done with everything. I'm still waiting for something else. Then take those two days off because what we talk about it so often about seasons and you have time for this, you have time for that, and things will change. So use those days to make yourself emotionally, mentally, physically stronger, then to take on new challenges. And while you do that, ideas will spark. You will meet people, go out, network. So even if you're not working within the business, then just take it to, to kind of cherish you as the core of the business. Exactly. And cherish the business as because working on it.
0: Yeah, because you are part of your
1: business mm. and
0: so, so you've got to be in good, in good stead yourself. And what you said is so true about the seasons and embrace it. And I remember mm. you saying it to me at the time when I wasn't that busy. You're like, you know, you can just have enjoy this time now. And I used to do things like I never used to work on, a, on like there was two or th- two evenings a week or something. I used to come home early and like go and go and sit in Starbucks, do some work on my laptop, but then come home, make dinner, and like go to bed early. And like, and now I'm working every single evening. I never <laughs> get the opportunity to do that. And I'm like, oh my god! Like, remember when I was I was worried. I was like, I couldn't mm. even really properly enjoy it because I was like, I'm not working as much as I would like to. Blah blah in a blink of an eye gone don't have a second to think about that and there will be a season where it probably comes back again
1: yeah exactly and so you
0: just got to embrace whatever season you're in I think and I was thinking like I don't want to automate because I don't want that free time because I, I don't need you're it you just scared
1: of that you're scared yeah. of like oh does that mean that I'm not doing enough yes no it means that you're doing smartly <laughs> yes yeah. and it
0: was a short-term lag for a long-term mm. gain. so me going on rent and training clients only and not doing any shifts meant that I didn't have to go into the the gym unless I had clients so I had some evenings free back then and you could probably think people like why would you spend money to the gym when you don't actually need to work all that much like then surely isn't it better that you just do some more hours but I use that time to do some work but also just reflect sit think yeah and you know strategize for the future Work on things that weren't bringing me money, but were, but now are. Yeah. So I planted the seeds basically, and then now I am reaping the rewards. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really a lot about the connection with ourselves and just being brave enough to put yourself out of your comfort yeah. zone and let yourself have that time back without feeling guilty, because we always do feel that yeah, we have to I love keep that. going, you know, and going. No, I know
1: completely what you mean, and so yeah, so today that's why we kind of want to talk about some elements of our business. Obviously, it's quite specific or we can talk from from our specific point of view and it it's slightly different for every business but we just want to kind of show you what we've been automating and how we managed to to still keep that personal touch and that element of i see you as a client as you as an individual mm-hmm. and i'm here to serve you mm-hmm. as an individual um, while taking some pressure off of ourselves um, yeah. So, shall I? Yeah. Go you first. You start, yeah. So, for me, that the the big thing were to to create PDF sheets, and rather than always typing of everything, what I did, I have um, a PDF sheet where I set a tone of voice and kind of explain of how I work and my approach to photography um, and the process from initially getting in touch and from the from the shoot up until they get the they receive their images. And after that, on different packages, I give a start from price because I personally now don't believe in fixed packages because Mm -hmm. it's just so different, different use, different needs in photography nowadays that I don't want to squeeze anyone into a box and so I have a start from price for everything. So when I don't know I just have a general inquiry I used to be always either go back to them oh would you mind telling me more of your project and then so often I lost them because they just want probably the comparing quotes yeah. they're just getting more in and if I wasn't able to kind of give them what you want or if I said like what can can this package but if you want this then it's just yeah, yeah. too complicated definitely so if I have a general inquiry I can just send hi I mean I'm, I'm Really, really grateful that you got in touch, and I'm really excited about getting to know each other and see if it would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Please have a look at the brief, short information, and start from prices attached. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like what you see, um, then please do get in touch for for more details, and that so we can discuss your personalised quote. So then they know that they can start from they can have a look if their budget it's something that would work with us and if they decide that my tone of voice is for them yeah so there's an instant that they can make a decision and then if they're intrigued then they give me more and that's it so that helped me with the typing out all the time fitting in copy paste from old emails so it's a really the quick email I can write up quickly and the pdfs are just attached and um, so that's one of my quick ones do you want to come now or shall I? Yeah. Um, Do you have any?
0: Well, it's similar. So it's, I think there's if we break it up into to little stages, mm. there's the pitching and securing stage, which I think is what you're yeah. talking about. Then there's the kind of generic admin systems, so your systems mm. and processes. And then maybe the, there's something more we can go to after that. Up. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: But for me, doing that sort of getting the client on board thing, I used to, obviously for me, I don't get as many cold leads. It's mostly mm. warm leads at people that I meet in the gym or referrals to people yeah. who are already my clients. Um, but what I would find is that that same thing, it takes so long to click to realize, why am I doing this over and over again? Yeah. That when the client signs up, you email them explaining how it all works. I've got obviously things that I do with the programming, the um, check-ins, the nutrition and all mm. this, this guidance. And it had to explain how each separate element worked, and it was all just all over the place. So then I started to create um, PDFs, handbooks mm. that explain exactly how I work. So, great, you've signed up, you're going for this t- many times a week. Um, please see attached handbook, blah, blah. Well, obviously, you could say something to keep it personal, like we mentioned, where I chat about what we're going to work on together, mm. what we've agreed to work on, what their concerns were, address all that in the email, but then the generic stuff that is the same with every client is in the book. Yeah. So they just need to look at it. I don't need to type it out again and again and again. And also sometimes I would, like, as a business owner, when you don't have it somewhere, it's easy to forget yourself, mm. exactly how it works with things. Or what day did I say I want them to submit this each week? Uh, what? How many days did I say they need
1: to give me notice? If yeah, I, I, I felt and, so yeah. often that I was kind of just searching back emails yeah. and, and looking at And also I think from a client perspective as well, it's probably better – if they have it on a sheet that they say on their phone, Mm -hmm. in a document, or on a computer, and then always have to look back, especially after you establish the relationship, and then they need to kind of just have the back and forth emails, and then they have to dig up where was in the conversation, which emails were were kind of mentioning details. Even
0: with a contract, it's it's a bit awkward to sort of have to go back and look at the contract, if something comes up Mm. like... You know, somebody wants to change something or whatever. But when it's just in this nice little handbook, it doesn't seem as threatening. Yeah, you have to say as per the contract. You know, it's just a little bit. It's just a nice way of doing things. Mm. And also, I still the way to make it personal is I inject my personality into that. Mm. So it's not just a sheet that says this is how you do it. It's all written in my tone of voice.
1: Exactly, that's very important. That's what I want to say as well. That. I think a third element of this is to secure your branding. Yeah. That they don't just get a personal trainer, a photographer, a I don't know, graphic florist, design. graphic designer, whatever you do, that they get you as yeah. a person. So I think it's really important to you know leave that third person behind when you talk about, you know, so many buyers and everything in third person. Leave it behind. Yeah. And be and dare to step out and talk to your client how you would normally. Um, because I think it also comes a bit offish. I think if, if you have a very formal thing and then you meet up and you're nothing like that, they're like, yeah. oh, oh that's, that's a bit too much that girl for me. So they can decide that, oh, I like the, how she is or not. Yeah, exactly. So and that was
0: actually a very pleasant experience for me throughout mm. my business I was creating all this stuff and it all it was very nice because I was like oh my god that's a great idea like, mm. you know you start to realize that okay I'm really starting to treat this as a business so one it's a positive feedback loop but two it helps you me to, to realize what I'm offering mm. to recognize my USP <laughs> and to recognize what is my style with the client how do I talk mm. to them because obviously when I chat to you I chat on the podcast and I've got a certain style of speaking but putting it into a publication, and recognising things that you, how I speak to a client, what I think they like and what they yeah. don't, and then how that feeds into my documents, just makes everything feel, again, clarity. Yeah. When we have clarity, we do better in our business. Automation can be a way to give you clarity. I think we tend to think of it as a way to just have to do less or have, mm. I need more time. But it's actually like the process of putting yeah. things into automation. You have to be so clear on what exactly you want to yeah present in order to set that up
1: yeah I think it gives you clarity I think it definitely gives you consistency Mm -hmm, yeah that that you know that you're offering the same quality yeah to each client um so so yeah 100% do you where do you put your stuff together just so we can um give some um hands-on experience um, I love using Canva. Mm, I use, I mean, I obviously can use Photoshop and Illustrator.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, in, to, and InDesign. Yeah. But honestly, I have to tell you guys that Canva is so easy and so quick. Yeah. So. I had Photoshop. I had the subscription to Photoshop, Lightroom, everything.
0: Mm. But I still ended up using Canva more, so I cancelled it. My subscription yeah. to Photoshop. So. I
1: Can't do that. But yeah. No. <laughs> but, but yeah. So even even like I feel that you know, not feel like. Friendship comes to me a second nature. I still find it quicker and I think it's trendier as well right now. I don't have to think about that much. It's, I sound really bad, but I still feel like... My my invoice and stuff is still in um, in, uh, in design, but other than that, I'm just using Canva. So have a look at it, guys. Um, for me, during the process, that's kind of the bit to where I don't really have anything, but obviously my process is very personal yeah as in my process is the shoot where we're yeah. there together so we i don't really have um such an automated system for that i know you can and probably i should but right now I just that's not my priority to to have automated emails for appointment reminder as in one week before your shoot yeah you could have and what I'm going to do and I think that's a really handy thing as well that um so often I find it that I need to write out how to prepare for a photo shoot and um, especially when I'm working with more people or for a bigger project and what I'm going to do or what I've been doing I'm writing a blog post about how to prepare for a portrait session how to prepare for your branding shoot giving tips oh, which yeah. is a blog post and what I will do is before it happens, I'm going to just send an email to a client and refer to my blog post. That's great. Yeah. Driving traffic to my website. Yeah. I think that could be an option. If something is not that private or you have your secret weapon and you don't really want to kind of publicate it, Um, then, then yeah, I mean, you, you keep it if, if you feel that it's private. But if it's not, yeah. then I would say maybe write a blog post about it yeah. and then send clients away. Yeah because then you can expose more projects and um, you know, more, more channels that you do yeah. to that diet. I've definitely been trying to do that as well
0: and to just make use of what you already mm. have because so often we are just repeating ourselves. Yeah, And mm. so recognizing even the podcast, try and tie that in a bit more and offer links and stuff. So when people ask me about, uh, they email me with a nutrition question, mm. I'll be like, actually you did the podcast episode where we touched on this the answer is this but if you listen to this it'll help you understand a bit more and then yeah link to to blog old old blog posts recipes and things like that it's so easy just to send the quick answer because Mm. I think sometimes we don't want to put the time into going back to find that post or whatever it is but you're giving added value to the client because I think Mm. it makes them feel like they're not just getting okay they get the answer from you but they get a bit more to go and look at themselves yeah it's almost like saying like this is what I think but you know don't have to take my word for it. Read
1: more yes. about it here. Read. And you, it shows that you care a bit more. Mm, I so, so I think definitely you can do that to either create your own blog posts or any kind of project that you can refer back to. Or even, I think, outsource it. And if you see a good book or anything. But that's again, a whole different matter. And then from my personal fact, the big factory is there. Obviously, my money's a Is a start to end project. So usually one client is a limited time one-off. Yeah. Or they later on probably come back, but it's not a continuous subscription-based like like your um, business works. So for me, it's really important to have a strong wrap-up and a closure, a a clear closure, which also kind of leaves trust and obviously that you're not just like, okay, bye. Yeah. So it doesn't just feel like that you finish with the project, send the photos, and you're done. But just to kind of summarize everything, and I've written up an email, which is a safe template, and I usually add a personalised paragraph on top, but I don't have to write the rest of it out. Mm-hmm. But I um, just clarify that all images have received, and if they could double check it, just to make sure that I know that when they leave. There is not an issue, so I can close it with a peace of mind mm-hmm. that they're not going to come back with it. Yeah, so I kind of give them an option of like, okay, now's your time to complain. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not, then that's it. And then usually just ask for credits, which I think is really important. And also, um, this is where I include my reviews. So I just thank them. I just, I just generally have one question. I would like to ask for your help. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to find a smart way or a professional way, but I think this is the most genuine way. And I say that Google and Facebook, they both prioritize reviews. And I would like other clients, potential clients to find me. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that you would like to recommend it, I would highly appreciate if you would take one minute of your day and write a review. And I put two links there so they can straight to where it goes so you don't have to find me. Yeah. So the direct link. And so far, it's been 100% successful. Whoever I sent it out to, either did both or one of them so um, I think don't be scared to ask and it's really important to have ask for testimony or review because yeah. that's how we what we thrive on really yeah that's one thing that I really got early on when I was a PT mm. with
0: literally no experience when I was like five years ago well five, four years ago doing it I was asking every client then to leave it on and had a Facebook page, and it's now the one that I still have, mm. and it does build a level of credibility that you can look back four years ago and see yeah, that I had reviews yeah. then, and that I've got all these. You know, it builds a caliber mm-hmm.
1: um, clientele, and it's for just, me. It took such a long time because I was just so shy to us, and I didn't yeah. know how to approach it and when to. But I think when I created this this closure email, um, it just fit there perfectly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, do you have any other um, system that you can think of right now? Or? Well, for me, there, there is a lot of ongoing
0: admin um, mm. and back and forth between the client and I and obviously there's so many different clients all at one time. So I have the programming that I do for them
1: mm. and
0: that's obviously very personal. I sit down and go through, create a program based on their exact needs, posture, mobility, injuries, goals, everything. So that's very, very personal, the exercise, the weight, the sets. But the description, the notes Mm. of how to perform that exercise, minus a couple of tweaks, like for for example, somebody might have a certain injury, so I always get them to do it a different way, or they don't feel it in a certain way. But minus those things, Mm. explaining the exercise is exactly the same coaching points. Mm. And I was writing them out, and it was taking me about an hour to write each program. Now I have a whole document where I've sat down and put about 3 hours aside to write this right probably more than that write each exercise and each coaching point in a spreadsheet so i just have to copy and paste it over oh, and nice. i felt guilty doing that cuz <laughs> i was like i'm copying pasting but it's my work that i've done before mm. and if anything it means that it's more accurate because i've written the coaching points and gone over them and made sure everything's in there rather than when i'm tired one day you miss something or you just write yeah. a brief one so Copy and paste it in, then I quickly scan it, make sure that there's nothing that needs to be changed for that client, and then it's, it's done. done. And that actually, I have progressed since then uh, to an online system now where the clients access it online as well. And I've done, I put my library of all the exercises in there online. So, mm. so I don't even need to copy and paste anymore. If I just type in the exercise on the program online, it recognises the exercise and it links it to the... to the Oh, amazing. So that has been... I'm currently transitioning still onto that, and that has been taking me a long time to get everything set up and up and running, but so good. Like, it will save mm. you so much time in the long run. And so, where automation works best, I think, is where it saves you time and offers a client more value. Mm. And I think that found that's, an example. That,
1: that, that's why I find listening to you and now explaining myself as well that I think that's that's the biggest thing is what you just said that I'm going to kind of repeat you that apart from giving you more time to grow your business and and you know potentially kind of have offering more quality service yeah um just to be consistent uh, with your work, and you it always assures because if you put it down, you put it together once or tweak it once, obviously, so you can update it. That it means that you're always giving your best to the client, regardless because it's there. You put it together on your when you run on your max, and then yeah. uh, and that's what you always give. So, I think automation is a win win for everyone, yeah. Because as a, as a person who runs a business, it's hard.
0: You can't always be on top form, and mm. therefore the quality of your service varies on how you feel. Yeah, and obviously with you doing a shoot on the day, you'll have that, and me on the day, in with a client in person, there will be these, there will be these variances. But if everything else can be set in a way that you always receive a set level, then it balances it out, and we as people balance it out. That on, you know, one day I might be training client, and it might be really late, and I might have had a full day, and it might be a little bit slower to react. But then on another day, I'll be giving them extra time mm. and I'll be putting in extra work. And so it evens of out. Course, yeah. And I think that's why like automation can be used to just help to set a bar where, yeah. where we are kind of moving up and down. It just keeps it nice and consistent. Yeah.
1: So I think what, what I would kind of how would sum it up that one bit keys are creating PDF sheets, um, blog posts, videos, any kind of um, Excel sheets that you can refer to. So on your free time, on your when you feel really on it, create these sheets, put the time in it, and you can refer your clients into to to those um, channels. As well as you can create email templates with a skeleton that you have your basic information there, or you know what you need to say, and that you dress it up, personalizing to your client. Mm-hmm. Um. And then just on a process to the way, don't be afraid to use your tone of your voice. Make sure that your branding is clear. Yeah. So I think that way you won't lose the, the, the personal touch to it. Because yeah. you personally who created these, yeah. these yeah.
0: sheets. Yeah, definitely. And I would say just on top of that, that the last thing is that also obviously you can do what we've done. But you can reflect on your own business by mm-hmm. using the asking yourself the question, what is it that's taking you so long? Look at your week and, and actually write down what yeah. are you taking, how many hours to do each thing. Find what is taking you the most time. Obviously, if it's like if you're like me and you're training clients, that's that's gonna stay because that's the way yeah. it is. But that what your whatever your second most um done task is, find a way to automate yeah, that when, if you can. When you feel that you're repeating yourself over and over again. Yeah. Because it takes innovation. You don't have to do just what we say. But for some of the things that I've automated have just come to me from like, hold on a minute. There's got yeah. to be a better way. <laughs> Nobody told me to do it. But you just look and reflect and realize like, wait, there's got to be another way. And actually just from finding out that way, sometimes it takes you down a different path and makes you learn something completely new mm. that like you can add to your business. Yeah. So it's definitely worth taking that reflection to to look at it. Um, rather than just to do what we said like definitely sit down and be strategic yeah
1: yeah i just wanted to give some some very direct no not, that's um, not saying it's bad at all but just as an extra yeah point. just to kind of um personalize it to your own business all righty i really hope that you guys got some hands-on advice advice yeah um let us know what you've um automated in your business oh, yeah that would be amazing it's really cool because it might give us ideas that we kind of looked over yeah tag us if you if you do automate something
0: tell us what it is and tell mm. us like how it's changed and how it's helped you with your business that'd be really nice that would be
1: really cool yeah all right then we'll see you next week see you next week bye goodbye